Welcome to our podcast. Here's Melissa, Laura, and Rob. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi, everybody. So, do you have your cup of cacao ready? I have yes. my cup of cacao ready. Do you my have yours ready? Beautiful cup of cacao. Perfectly ready. Perfectly ready. Yes. Well, I'm glad because you made it so you should have yours <laughs> ready if I do. And mm, so and also for so good. all the ones who are listening, do you have your cup of cacao ready? If yes, grab it. If not, and you are not driving, you can take just a moment to connect with this plant spirit. So ju just grab your cup or close your eyes. Not if you're driving. <laughs> so just hold your cup next to your heart. And just start to connect with your breath and with the cup. And each inhale, inhale the spirit in. Each exhale from your heart to the cup. And so on each breath, just creating a circle of connection and love with this cup in front of you. Inhale, take it in, exhale. Giving back. And connect with a sense of gratitude and love for all the one that contributed to make this cup of cacao, the tribes, the ancestors that passed this tradition down, the tree itself, the spirit of cacao. You can put your intention in it. My intention are always to connect more, feel more connected with the spirit of cacao and everyone around to release what does not serve me anymore and to open my heart. Aho. 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 Mmm, mmm, delicious. <laughs> Yummy cacao. Mmm. I love to put the rose petals. I know, it's so pretty though. <laughs> you can smell the roses. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to talk about mindset. Yes. Even though like I think mindset is such a huge topic and complex. Mm -hmm. So we are going just to scratch the surface, but it's nice to start at least. And then we'll see what everyone will be more interested in each part of this topic and maybe go deeper and do other podcasts. You know what I'm interested in? I'm interested in the like definition. So does anyone well, have the definition I pulled up? I happen to have the definition pulled up. Okay. Yes. Mindset. We'll, we'll, we'll yes. see if it matches up with what I think it to be. So the definition is the established set of attitudes held by someone. Hmm. Okay. An established set of attitudes. Um, so what does that mean? You know? That means a bunch of vagary. It's vague. I mean, yeah. You could, you could spin that into a whole bunch of different things. Well, I think it, what it means is if you have a particular um, opinion, attitude, um, emotion tied to something, mm -hmm. then that is your mindset related to that something. Right? So when it said set of attitudes? Yeah. I, I would say if I use to use a metaphor like a computer and the mindset is all the software that is running the mind. Mm. So that includes pretty much everything. That's why I was saying it's very complex. All your beliefs, your thought process, and the thought yeah. process are based on beliefs and social conditioning and culture and so on. And I, I like that analogy because I firmly believe that you can upgrade or replace, mm -hmm. you know, a particular mindset that doesn't serve you with one that's better suited yeah. for where you're at in life or whatever you're trying to strive for. I mean, I think there's a lot of different mindsets 
throughout our lives that we adopt at different points in order to help us through certain situations, scenarios, or, or times in our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I just looked up synonyms for mindset and it's attitude, demeanor, frame of mind, uh, inclination, mental state, mood, perspective, and philosophy. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think... Um, yeah. You know, often when we look at the dictionary, which is a great starting point, uh, we need to remember, and that's my... I put the linguistic hat now. <laughs> so in the dictionary, you find the... Um, um, the definition of a word, how it is used in a certain language, like obviously, right? But it's a definition that is wild, widespread mm-hmm. and it's more, in a sense, vague, right? Than what, when you go into a certain discipline, um, you cannot, in a certain discipline, have the a definition being vague, right? And that's why... Uh, depending on the discipline, they take words and they just attach one and exclusively one meaning to that word. Those are called microlanguage. And an example, it's medicine, right? So you cannot have uh, for certain procedure word, there needs to be only one definition so that when you write a research paper or when you uh, conversate with someone else who's trained in that particular field, there is no ambiguity and it cannot be any ambiguity when we are down to science or disciplines. Mm. So um, I'm saying all that because that's a definition, general definition of mindset as used in the language. And that's why it has also those synonyms of philosophy and so on, right? That can be used that way. But then when we go into like here in I would say coaching or uh, mainly coaching when we use mindset, uh, we use in a pr- just one way, which is uh, and which is what we are trying to discuss today, right? And I just wanted to narrow down for the one who are listening <laughs> 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 to not create more confusion. It's already like um, uh, such such a big and complex uh, topic. Mm-hmm. But very important at the same time. Well, yeah, and it's, well, I, I think in regards to each per, everyone's personal development, it really is. It comes down to identifying what your mindset is mm-hmm. about certain things, and then asking yourself whether it's um, a positive mindset for you. Mm-hmm. Is, is it influencing your life in a way that's beneficial to your life and your overall happiness? Or is this particular way of looking at things, this particular mindset, um, actually detracting from your overall joy in life? You know, you said something that really struck me right there in the beginning of that comment, and it was becoming aware of your mindset. Mm -hmm. And that implies that at some point in our lives, we're just, you know, beep bopping along and all of a sudden we start to realize or understand what this concept of mindset is. And unfortunately, we already have a mindset. So it's not like you get to go out to a store and pick a, you know, bright new shiny mindset off the shelf and adopt it and say, hey, this is mine. You kind of get dealt a mindset through your, you know, typical conditioning in life. Um, And I can remember the first time that I really started to understand the concept of mindset. And uh, this when I was in high school. It was the year I met Laura. For all those people out there, that was 1985. So it's been a long time. And uh, I was on the wrestling team. And... uh, you know, I asked my coach something, you know, to the effect of, hey, do you think I can beat that guy? And his response was, um, whether you think you can or you can't, that'll, that's what will probably happen. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, if you think you can beat him, then you probably can. If you can't, if you don't think you can, you probably won't. It all has to do with your mindset. And I was like, oh, what is this concept? 
Um, and now there's there's a whole bunch of different philosophies that kind of go into that. Mm-hmm. You know, confirmation bias, the self-fulfilling property, you yeah. reap what you sow, you know, what you think about mm-hmm. comes about. But that mindset is truly a, a really, you know, your, your basic fundamental mindset is kind of your governing navigation system for the rest of your life. And if you're ignorant of what that is, you could be sailing in the rough waters and you not be prepared to handle what's coming your way. Mm-hmm. So being able to understand what that is, that mindset, and see it, and then, like you said, adopt the right one for the strategy or the situation you need, I think is a great starting point for people. Yeah, so what would you include into mindset? So you said, like, this, like, beliefs, so? Yeah, well, I think, I mean... There are the big picture, 30,000-foot overview, the overall arching mindset. And then it goes all the way down to specific, like, you know, what's your mindset regarding this particular person mm-hmm. or that restaurant or mm-hmm. watching this TV show? Um, so, I mean, you can get very granular with it, but, mm. you know, on the on the big picture... What was your question again? So what would you include? Like, I would include beliefs. Like in, so definitely beliefs, because when you said if you can or you cannot, you're, you're both, you're, you're right. That's a belief. I can beat this person. I cannot beat this person. Unless yeah. you, so Be, because I've heard people talk about having limiting beliefs. Yeah. And there are, you know, there's a, there's a friend of ours, um, beautiful soul, and for probably a year or so, um, comments would come out and, you know, would be limiting belief comments. Be like, and, you know, people would point it out and be like, hey, you know, it doesn't have to be like that if you don't want it. You, that's a limiting belief. It's mm-hmm. not the way it needs to be. And, you know, that person no longer is like that anymore. I mean, yeah, it, certain things pop up here and there, but, you know, or, the beliefs have changed and the mindset mm-hmm. has changed. But I think you can be in, an inherently, you know, pessimistic or optimistic person. Yes. And that's certainly a mindset. Mm-hmm. You can have a victim mindset. You can have a loser yes. mindset. You can have a winner mindset. Yes. Um, you can have a mindset that gives you a, a tremendous amount of confidence that you can do, take on, and accomplish just about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those are things that you have to develop it. Over time, mm-hmm. but you know, I think from a a big picture overview, you know, just you know, there's so many different attributes that you can contribute to what your mindset is and how it operates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I agree with all that. So we have this mindset. This big part of what a mindset is are also the beliefs. Then a big part, I think it's, uh, as you said, like, um, um, maybe we can call it culture, um, life experience also that just confirmed certain beliefs. And in the culture also, like what we call social conditioning, sometimes we can call it social conditioning or culture similar. Mm -hmm. At the same time, conditioning, social conditioning can be also come from a smaller group, not only the big cultures, the country, and also from your family, from your parents that pass down like certain beliefs. Mm-hmm. So I would say all oh, that it's part of mindset. What, what else would you put? You can have multiple mindsets too. So you can have a very positive you know, kind of winner's mindset and, and be successful at a lot of stuff and very accomplished, but also have a mindset of a lot of distrust. You just don't trust other people. You mm-hmm. trust yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, so all these things kind of blend in and mold in together. And Yeah, it also can be relational, too, depending on your situation or your station in life. Um, your mindset might change. Right. So like what you were saying, like having a winning mindset, like, for Mm -hmm. example, um, you might have a winning mindset. Let's say if you were, you know, 18 years old and in peak condition. But as you, let's say, get older, you know, and you turn, you know, the 50s, I mean, perhaps your winning mindset changes altogether and Mm -hmm. you now adopt almost like a losing mindset 
where you're like, oh, I don't think I could actually win this same thing that you used to have such a, mm. a strong mindset about. So, per, you know, your, uh, your mindset could be very much relational. So it looks, looks like all of this really comes back to, if you want, beliefs, behind mindset or belief. That maybe mm-hmm. we can take that person that had a winning mindset because... Probably was strong forever, forever, and he believed that if you're young and strong, you can be a winner. And then he had the belief that when you get older, at a point, you're just a loser. And so that's why this change of mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just a compilation, I think, of different thoughts and beliefs um, that go into creating this attitude or mindset or perspective mm-hmm. that you have in your life. And... Um, that all can come and go, change, and you know, evolve over time, depending yeah. on our circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it can be very brief. So, I mean, you know, one of the uh, the great barometers for going into ceremony is your set and setting. Mm-hmm. You know, set is mindset, and you have to have the right mindset going in, and, and that can fluctuate from day to day. Yeah, sometimes from hour to hour can definitely be very challenging, especially for, for I'm, I'm saying for the ones that are approaching a ceremony for the first time and mm-hmm. they hear have a, like the mindset is important and they don't even know what mindset is. Um, yeah. I will also, like we, we said before, as, a, as an analogy, the mindset is like the software your mind is running on. And I, I really like that because with that analogy, um, so we understand better also how to change it, but I, I, I wanted to bring forward other, not others, other knowledges that may resonate with someone else. Like it can be, the mindset can be like a filter or it can be like glasses that you wear, not knowing that you're wearing certain glasses. Mm-hmm. So like you're wearing dark glasses and everything looks dark doom or you're wearing like <laughs> the gla- my sunglasses there are they have a specific I, I don't know yeah but it's it's just a specific protection mm-hmm. and for some reason sometimes reflects the sun like rainbow <laughs> even oh. though the lens is brown so uh, it's funny because it's like okay. so you're just going around seeing rainbows all the time. <laughs> I have <want> those glasses. <laughs> so it's like okay, I have rainbow glasses. You'll yeah. be seeing rainbows soon enough, and you won't need glasses. <laughs> so if that was if that was my if those glasses were my mindset, yeah. it would be pretty fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But in reference to that, so there's also like um, studies, right? Actually, our brain filter out 80 to 90 percent. So it only filter in only 10 to 20 percent of our environment. Mm. And that is called the RAS, reticulate activated system. And that is a bundle of nerves that filter out information based on what you're focusing and on your beliefs. Right. So that's the yeah. for ex- the example. I think probably many saw those kind of videos of like, oh, focus on how many, I don't know, balls go into the basket. And then at the end, oh, did you see the gorilla passing by? And because you were focusing <laughs> <laughs> on the balls, you didn't see the gorilla, which is like a huge thing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I get kind of hung up on the word belief. Hmm. What what is it that that you get hung up on? Um, you know, for me, belief implies some lack of knowledge mm-hmm. and this hope that whatever you're believing in is actually right. You know. Yes. Um, I dwell in a more concrete world of, you know proof in fact and um, what I know to be truth and you know I mean truth is kind of fudgy too because there's relative truths and absolute truths but um, you know I, my beliefs change all the time yeah but so I, think I don't want to I don't want to should yeah yeah but I don't think that you know having a particular overarching mindset for me 
connects into what I believe or not believe. It's, it's probably actually, um, as you said, in the sense that beliefs do not include all reality, and that's exactly what is referred to here. Mm-hmm. At least uh, how I think both Laura and I study this idea of beliefs in the mind, mm-hmm. and the thought I have here. So how does how belief creates in your mind? Right, there is an original thought. For example, one day as a little boy, you fall, I don't know, you fall on a skateboard, something mm-hmm. like that, or or what else? Like you try to give a candy to a girl, and the girl rejected your candy. Right? Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> let's go with that. <laughs> and then you start the thought of like, oh, and then you thought, oh, girls don't like me because. She didn't take the candy. Mm -hmm. And then you keep thinking, oh, girls don't like me. And that became internalized and that creates an internal belief in your mind that girls don't like you. Mm -hmm. So then that belief now, it's what generates new thoughts. So each time growing up, you approach or you think to approach a girl, you're going to think, no, she's going to reject me. I won't even try. You're going to create emotion. There is going to be like fear of approaching. And then the action is you're not going to approach. Mm-hmm. Or you, if you do, sometimes you try, but you're going to do it with already thinking she's going to reject me. So. Yeah, because you believe that girls don't yeah. like you. Right. So probably, you're not going to be very good at approaching Yeah, her. And probably you're going to approach in a way that is just going to like evoke rejection because it's not going to be a nice way. Right. And that then uh, result will just confirm that girls don't like you. That's yeah. how it is used in this so sense. So the mindset you would have is, girls don't like me, I'm not going to try. Mm-hmm. Right, so you have the belief system that created all of that stuff. So it kind of all, you know, your thoughts create your beliefs and your beliefs create your mindset, right? Does that make sense? I don't know. Is, does that talk, still not make any sense I'm just talking up on the word belief because I feel that... But your beliefs you, are just you, a conglomeration of beli- thoughts. But you believe something because you think it's true. Yes. Not, no. Well, in, yes. In that case, you yeah. believe so, because you yeah. think so. I'd rather, true. I'd rather not. I'd rather push beliefs to the side and and look at truth. Well, let's talk yeah. about that some more. Why but are you wanting to to not believe? This is in not your a thoughts? psychoanalyzed <laughs> Rob podcast. But I understand. <laughs> Ceremony coming up. <laughs> I understand what Rob is saying, and uh, I agree with that. And I think that's why we're saying this in this way. So in here, like the belief became kind of unconscious till you mm-hmm. see again and that's where it, that's why it's a belief because it's like oh now I realize I believe that and that's not true let's seek for the true and right. so I'm not get stuck mm-hmm. there so it's actually what the you're right, saying the it's, correct yeah it's correct way to to analyze your belief system it's not that you don't want to acknowledge you it you want to acknowledge it only if it's true yes right I yeah yeah so, and that's, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging a truth for you, right? Like, that's actually a healthy way to go about looking at your beliefs and seeing, uh, I mean, truth meaning, does it, you know, benefit you, your lifestyle? Does it bring you joy? Is that belief creating any, any, any positivity in your life versus it does that belief not? And mm-hmm. so what you're saying is if that belief is not true, I no longer want to associate with it. Yeah. I don't want it to have anything to do with it. I don't want to even call it a belief. Yeah. You know, right? I guess the part about beliefs is that there's some part in the belief concept where it might not be right. Yeah, but it, and exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, in this case, the, that's the perfect word because it's like at the end it's not right because uh, you created like, is it true that, I don't know, Mr. Smith... <coughs> who thinks girls don't like him is true. No. Yeah. <laughs> he believes that. But and he, he forgot he believes that. But hopefully one day he will realize that, oh, and maybe after ceremony. Actually, because that day when I was three, I, I gifted candy to a little girl and she rejected me. And since then I started mm-hmm. thinking more yeah. and more that girls don't like me. And then that became something... 
just my only filter, my only belief that I, I was living unconsciously by. And now I can break that. I can break through and poor, free from that. Poor yeah. Mr. Smith. You know, little did he know that little girl just didn't like York peppermint patties. She liked <laughs> Snickers. Exactly. And she didn't reject him. So you can look and like, what else is true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe she was rejecting just the, ca- the candy. The candy and not mm-hmm. Maybe she was shy, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this, I actually like him a lot. This is why it's <laughs> so important to surround yourself with a diverse group of people who have open minds so they can help you yeah. mm-hmm. understand that there are different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and sometimes you sit down with somebody and after talking to them for a while, you're just kind of amazed at, you know, their interpretation of reality, good or bad, doesn't matter either way, but you're just like, wow, man, that person thinks so differently than I do. Mm -hmm. Um, And the more of those people you have in your life, the wider your field of view becomes and the greater the possibilities are and, and the more likely you are to identify things that challenge you, negative mindsets, bad belief systems, whatever it is. Absolutely. So having a, a good group of friends who are open and honest and share, man, that's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. A good group of friends. Mm-hmm. Also, I was thinking, like, going abroad for a little bit and be open. Mm-hmm. Not like uh, I've always been noticing how many people, and it's normal, just go abroad um, and even leave for a while, and when they see the differences, they just criticize these differences, unless it's something they like. It's just always good, like and dislike, criticizing, thinking that their culture got it better. And sometimes it may, that also may be true, but there is no questioning. Mm-hmm. And there is no questioning and opening and trying to understand what's behind. And then maybe you can eventually think if it's something that resonates with you or not. But it just stays also at the superficial level. But I'm saying it's very useful because like that really like dismantle, I call it, destroy all, a lot of things that you give for granted. It's a, a good uh, way to bring up a current event that's happening here. <laughs> no. That, that Melly Mel's <laughs> going to Cuba. Nobody needs to know. No, no, no one needs to know that. But here, this is important because there are some pretty strong beliefs, especially in this country, about mm. Cuba. And that it's, you know, it's I a communist so. country and there's an evil dictator yeah. and they kill their citizens in the streets. And there's all oh. this, you know, all these terrible <laughs> really? beliefs that people have. Yeah, some people did was like, oh, okay, can you go to Cuba? They asked me a question. I was like, yeah, I was. Yeah, you need a bulletproof vest, <laughs> I didn't you know. Even, I don't know all those beliefs about well, Cuba I mean, here. Was, <laughs> you couldn't travel to Cuba for a long time from the United States, so. Mm-hmm. They just mm-hmm. opened that up. And so it's like, I think there's a misconception of what Cuba is like because we've been mm-hmm. shut off from that country for so long. Because yeah, the, the, the mindset mm. of the government is that Cuba was dangerous. Mm-hmm. But mm. it's not. It's just okay, a bunch see, of wonderful people. I mean, I, I know it, lots of are. Cuban people and they're all fantastic. They I've are. I've never met a douchey Cuban. Like, no, uh, not now I'm probably going to meet a whole string of them. But. Like I, to- I totally have a... A different connotation. By the chicken. Oh, okay. Mm. Mm. Uh, cut it up. I to- yes, totally have a different connotation about Cuba because I've been dancing salsa for many years and mm-hmm. and I've just really admired their music and in their music there is always so many uh, great messages about life, just enjoying life. And they are this way, like really enjoying life and like, and, and really appreciate life deeply in all the nuances and all like being sad and happy, everything, whatever, it's life. And I remember after a couple of years ago, after a hurricane that this, this was pretty destructive, Cuban people like even the water was still there, so it was the, that hurricane created floated, and the water was up to their knees, and they were all dancing on the street, celebrating that they were still alive. Mm-hmm. 
And it was such a great lesson to the world, I think, mm. of celebration of life, no matter what. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to see it with my own eyes. But that's what I've seen about Cuba. Mm. Yeah, I can't wait to hear and see and uh, hear all about your journeys and what, <laughs> what happens and all the, about the culture and everything. Yeah, and they're also very spiritual. They have all the oishas. The saints, which is a mix of um, their own curanderismo, shamanism, and Christianity, and the tradition from Africa, right, where the slave that came. And the Orishas are the saints. And, you know, also in the dance, they dance to the saints and celebrate the spirits. The saints, because they had, because of Christianity, they have to recall or rather was the tradition from South Africa uh, to the name of a saint, which mm. happened in many places in South America, right? Even ayahuasca has been called also Maruri or St. Mary. So the representation of St. Mary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, I'm excited for you for this trip. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be a wonderful trip for you. And you finally get to go on vacation. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to seeing you when you come back and uh, analyzing your mindset. <laughs> Wait, to tie it all back together. Make it full circle, honey. <laughs> yeah, so let's so we said so far that mindset is mainly beliefs that we have, but then also like that creates attitudes or so also attitudes, thoughts, process. So all our past conditioning from experience and from culture and from family. Mm-hmm. So that creates our mindset, mm-hmm. right? That is the software of our mind or like these glasses from which we look at the world in just a one way. It's very narrow, like 10, 20% that is filtered in by our RAS, mm. our reticulate let me see again. Reticulated activated system. Reticulated. Reticulated activated system. system. Yeah. So really a narrow view of the world. Yeah. So what do we do to change it or expand? Mm-hmm. Mm. How to change your mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of books on that topic for sure. Take ayahuasca. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely shift your perspective. But that um, is one of the things that um, they find with ayahuasca is it, it actually de- deactivates the RAS, mm-hmm. yes, right? And it allows you to sort of open up your, your mind to other things. Yeah, I think it's interesting that once, Beliefs. once you uncover the concept of mindset and understand its role in your happiness in your life, you can do things to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, you can, I mean, I think at some point in everybody's life, there's a moment where they go, oh, dude, that thinking just doesn't resonate with me anymore. It's not suiting me. It's, you know, causing problems in my life. And I'm just not going to do that anymore. And you probably catch yourself still doing it, but eventually mm-hmm. you stop doing whatever that is. And if it has to do with the, your way of thinking, then that's changing your mindset. Yes. You know, you know, it's changing your mind, and your mind is set in a particular way, and if you change the setting and you rearrange the dishes on the mm-hmm. table, your mind operates differently. Yeah, and that's um, exactly, I think, you describe what something you can do for your mindset and also something you can use as integration because mm-hmm. it is true that ayahuasca help us or other plant medicine, but um, they mainly help us through the big first step, seeing the mindset, because that's being aware, otherwise you cannot change it. So seeing the mindset, seeing that something else is possible, and it may help you change it on the spot, but then you need to make it stronger and do the work. In so, integration, so hard to do. It. I mean, you, know, you move plant medicine out of it. You know, now you're in a situation where you don't have that tool. Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel the way that, you know, it it has 
appeared to me in my life most clearly is when I remove myself from a certain environment or situation. Mm. Um, like if you hang out with a bunch of negative Nelly, Debbie Downer, boo-hoo, poo-poo <laughs> friends that are always complaining and seeing the worst in the world, mm-hmm. you know, you're one of them. And then you remove yes. yourself from that and you join another group and then you can see it in yourself, but you couldn't see it in yourself before because mm-hmm. you can't see the forest through the trees. I mean, you, maybe you could. Some people can, but it's not something that, you know, I certainly was mm. able to do. And I wasn't yes. able to really see and understand and conceptualize that what I was seeing I was part of mm-hmm. until I removed myself from it and put myself into a different environment and was like, oh, man, huh, there's yes. something here. Let me figure this out. Yeah. Well, that's that's... That's absolutely beautiful and smart. I totally can relate. I had similar experience, but like you said it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the <laughs> accolades. I feel good. My podcast is now complete. <laughs> Your help developing a positive mindset for me on contributing in the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I'm no longer sitting here worrying about whether or not you two guys are going to be like, man, you're an idiot. What did you say? <laughs> yeah, like that's that. funny. <laughs> Half the time I'm thinking You probably are all thinking sometimes, uh, oh, Laura says something so good. I'm saying something so <laughs> stupid. And, oh, Rob says something so smart. Oh, you guys always <laughs> say really good stuff. Um, my stuff is definitely questionable 95% of the time. Oh, I don't agree with that at all. Well, that's, that's my a, mindset. That's a good example. <laughs> Practical example. So, but, I mean, you feel the same way too because there are times where you're like, ah, oh, man, you and Melissa said some great stuff. I'm just a big dope. Oh. <laughs> not in that voice. That's not what Laura really sounds like. That is so funny. We all think that. Yeah. <laughs> we think highly of the other and mm-hmm. like, oh, I screw up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think a lot of us it's were brought up. Nature, at, I, I mean, but, but inherently, we a lot of us were brought up in an environment where, you know, we were told that we were wrong, or oh, yes. we had to be corrected, or we had to be tested, or we had to prove ourselves. You know, we see other people who were smart and get awards and stuff, and maybe we didn't. Um, but yeah, I think you know, inherently, a lot of people grow up in life, and and I've seen this at the men's ceremonies, um, that. People come into this world in their formative years, they're told they're a bad boy, they need to sit down and be quiet, you know, and they just don't, you know, they don't live up to the expectations of everybody else. So I think we all kind of develop this Mm -hmm. negative mindset that, you know, I'm not doing it right or I'm going to be judged. You know, that's that's my big hang up is whether or not I'm going to be judged for doing or saying or wearing or you know, that's, whatever. That's a good point mm-hmm. because like school, we all grow up, at least in the West. I don't know how school is everywhere else, but like we grow up and we are in school for what, 13, 16, 15, 16 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even more because like kindergarten, it's not considered in those years, but you still have that judgment mm-hmm. of being a good or a bad, good boy, but boy and so on right mm-hmm. uh, and so that definitely becomes a mindset of whatever you do you're judged and also like we talk a lot about how comparison is is bad and just not does not serve us in general because you like the, the, this just came out as a practical example when you compare to someone else you either come up short or you think you're superior so it doesn't serve you because if you're superior one day, you are inferior another day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But it's something that we all grew up for pretty much all our lives to just as something that happens, being judged. And then when you're judged, then you judge and so on. It's a prison mm-hmm. our mind creates. It is. Comparison is the worst. Don't ever compare yourself to somebody. Comparison, judgment. We all do it, though. We all all do it. It's hard not to do. But again, like comparison and judgment, like we grew up for 20 years of our lives or more Mm -hmm. in school and like that, where that's 
disappeared. That's how we grew up. That's what they teach us to do. We're, we're literally judged. We're graded. We're put in competitions against yes. each other. And someone's victorious and someone's not. And someone yes. gets a trophy and someone doesn't. Someone has a party. Others don't. Um, it's really, really interesting thing that we put our children through. And, you know, what, something really interesting about me is I did grow up in this, you know, kind of judgy environment. So I have that program running in the back of my mind. But I've also been programmed to believe I can accomplish anything and be very confident and, you know, have that winner attitude and know that, you know, I'm going to be able to accomplish whatever I set my mind out to, which so somewhere inside there's a big battle going on of like, you loser, you can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, I can. Watch me. (laughs) So if you ever see me sitting on the couch, you know, in my nothing box, that's kind of what's going on. You, know, <laughs> you think I'm thinking of nothing. It's an existential fight for, you know, dominance in my mind of whether I'm a loser or a winner. So funny. So that it's, uh, again, so how to change or work with your mindset. So Rob said before, changing environment and changing people so that can make you change perspective and see uh, the mindset that was in the previous group in that you were part of so and also awareness so that's part of awareness so step number one like everything awareness of your mindset exactly your beliefs and once you're aware and that's really awareness is really everything so mm-hmm. what i i often say to my clients and i do myself because it's an it's an ongoing process, right? And really, like like a journal, observe yourself as if you were a researcher, and you want to research to research inside your mind, and really see the thoughts process, right? So you see that maybe when you cut the fruits, you, something triggers that thought, and then there's a chain of thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. And that from the thoughts to emotion and then action and so on. So you really want to go into details. And coming back to the analogy of software. So what is that? Going into the coding. So first of all, you need to know. So what is normally the mindset is the screen. So everything is nice, icons, images. But you want to go deeper into the coding. So first of all, the awareness is knowing you have a coding and then see the coding. Mm -hmm. And now you need to really learn what's your coding and really um, see what action triggers what, right? Like exactly in a computer, A triggers B and so on. Uh, and I'm saying that without being an IT person, but <laughs> yeah, it's true. You click this button, it charges your credit card. So yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. And so you really have to go in and say, okay, so when this happens, this triggers that thought and that action, that emotion, and so on. And you really want to do that so that now you can consciously choose what other if that happened, what is that triggers what you can choose what and maybe you choose nothing i just trigger peace or maybe not that mm-hmm. instead of i smell cookie and that triggers mm, mm. i want to eat cookies and then i eat cookies and then after i eat cookies i'm disappointed because <laughs> it's not healthy and then i go down oh and it's not healthy i'm so bad i'm still eating that i'm gonna get fat i won't like myself okay you know yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't have that thought process. But, but hey, a little yeah, piece Rob of constructive advice. Just smell the cookies and think, oh, I'm going to feel bad. Yes. Skip all the other middle stuff. Exactly. Ex- it's harder to do than it is to say for sure because I love cookies. Yeah, but uh, exactly. So you go back to, oh, so the smell triggered all that. Okay. So now that's the going back, going back, going back to what, is originate, what originates the feeling bad. And I just said, oh, smelling, that makes me feel bad. So smell cookies equal just mm-hmm. like smelling cookies mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Just really hard stuff to do if you're totally ignorant about what it all is and you're just, you know, exactly. getting sucked down the river of life, you know, by the current and you have no control. 
Um, I can remember, you know, the first time that I really started to understand these concepts. And uh, that was when I was reading some Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. Um, if any of you have ever heard of him but have never read any of his stuff, The Power of Now and A New Earth, um, man, they're almost like instruction manuals for how your mind works. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you can begin to see and understand these different concepts and how they operate in your life, you know, by picking up a book and reading or watching a YouTube video or checking out a movie or a podcast. Mm-hmm. This one, hopefully. Um, but yeah, it's really, really hard to do when you're unaware of it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, uh, you know, one of the things that brings people to plant medicine is, you know, it's, it's a quick access to that perspective Yes. and it sheds light on it and it's not going to do anything about it. That's, you got to do all that, but at least it gives you the, the quick view into, Hey, here's what's going on. And here's why you have this perspective. Mm -hmm. Your mindset sucks. (laughs) <laughs> no exactly as you said like number one is always awareness otherwise all the work after you, you cannot even be done but i do have a shortcut shortcut which is but which is hard all right hey shortcuts hard easy it's a shortcut it's like mindfulness and being in the present mm. you just shut off the computer <laughs> Yeah, that is hard. (laughs) (laughs) But if you can do it... It Sounds like two tablespoons of uh, mind of the soul. (laughs) Which is, if you can do it, it's like, computer's off. Mm -hmm. Turn it off. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm I'm finished with my cacao. Do you want my cup? (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm finished. I might too. not have the right mindset going into ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> so, any All last right. word or tip? Nope. <laughs> Just be aware of your what your thoughts are. I think, and your um, and how you how you actually for me, it's really. It, I think our emotions really gauge a lot of what, where our thoughts are. So if we can just stay present with our emotions and find out, okay, how am I feeling at this moment, and then go mm-hmm. from there then we'll understand a lot of where our mindset comes from. Yes. I, I have a, a few words. They're pretty direct, but um, apologize for the language. If you find yourself doubting yourself, have negativity or fear, fuck that. You don't need it. It does not serve you. It has no purpose in your life. You know, develop a mindset of I'm fucking awesome and I'm going to do this because I can and it's going to be fantastic. It may seem like, you know, foofy bunch of BS, but it works. You know, mm-hmm. if you have that belief in yourself and that confidence, um, it starts to unfold in every different aspect of your life. You know, yeah. whether it's professional or personal or friends or relationships or just, you know, being mindful, walking in nature. I mean... You, know, you can walk down the, a path and be like, man, this place is beautiful. Look at all this stuff. Or you can be like, oh, my God, there's mud and it's not paved and my, my shoes are getting dirty. It's the same walk. It's just your mindset is a little bit different. And if you find yourself in fear or doubt or negativity, that's the trigger right there for me that I would be like, whoa, 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 scratch this record right off the, you know, scratch the needle off the record. We're stopping this show and we're going to put on a different program because it's as easy as that, you know, get it into your mind that you are awesome and that your day is going to be awesome and that whatever you're going to do is going to be awesome. <laughs> this glass of water that I'm going to fill up from the refrigerator is going to be awesome. As little as stupid things like that. It really can be that easy. Mm-hmm. I like what you said, and I would add like what Saguru says, just be willing to life. Mm. So just say yes to life. Yeah, even the bad things. And that's, yes, like um, using that, starting using that, whatever, also, you know, I see um, a thought of that, I don't want to do that. I'm like, just say yes to life. Uh, that's what I've been practicing. <laughs> but I'd like to conclude with a short poem, and hopefully I will give justice 
reading it with my accent. Short poem. She got like a 200-page book in front of her. <laughs> that's, that's not the poem. <laughs> okay, good. The poem is by Portia Nelson, and it's called an autobiography in five short chapters. <laughs> short. Five chapters. <laughs> listen, listen. Okay. I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I'm lost. I'm helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in this same place. But it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see. I see it. It's there. I still fall in, in it. It's a habit, but my eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter four. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter five. I walk down another street. Mm, I like that. I'd like to hear chapter six, which would be maybe you walk down that street and see the hole and turn it into something fantastic. <laughs> know, make the, a fort in it. The oh. other street has no holes. Okay. The just hole could be an opportunity. Just saying. And you know? flowers. Maybe there's buried treasure in it. <laughs> right? It's all about mindset, right? Yeah. Well, this. Yeah. That was the point of, you know, the first time you don't know, then you were aware, and then like, well, let's just not even bother going down that. Mm -hmm. As we said, the coding in the in the brain yeah, is not going down, eating the cookies, and I feel bad, and then that's all those bad things. I love that poem, and I I would like to read more books that have chapters of that length. <laughs> 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 <laughs>